Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. We've seen and heard champions make history year in, year out on the biggest racing stages. These are the many stars of spring. Oh, when you think of the greatest horses in the greatest race, you think about the Cox Plate, and you think about this. But the body New Zealand mare is full of running around the turn. It's Sunline, five in front of Sky Heights. Tie the knot with a withering run down the outside. Sunline, three in front. Tie the knot, wearing her down. Sunline in front. Tie the knot, ducks in. And New Zealand takes the Cox Plate with Sunline. And then this... The champion New Zealand mare has raced away in the Cox Plate. Diatribe and Referral are running under the pacings, followed by Testa Rossa and then Scusi Please. But the champion mare is going to kill them. She's five in front, Sunline, and a piece of racing history. Back-to-back Cox Plates for the champion mare, Sunline. She's won it by six lengths easily. Yep, New Zealand has had its fair share of unforgettable moments in one of the world's most elite races, but it's hard to ever go past the back-to-back dominance of Sunline at the turn of the century. She wasn't just a special mare, she was the mare of a generation, really, and she was trained out of South Auckland by the late, great Trevor McKee, and of course his son and our good friend at SCNZ, Stephen McKee. Sticko is with us on the line now this morning. G'day, mate, how you doing, Sticko? Yeah, good morning, Izzy. Morning, Kippy. Morning, Abala. Oh, mate, they're just f- memories come flooding back here in that audio. Yeah, especially when you mention the turn of the century. It seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it? But, uh, yeah, yeah, certainly. <laughs> it just seems like yesterday, really. Oh, mate, one of the most dominant performances, and particularly in the second, uh, winning by five lengths, mate. But you, how are you doing? Are you enjoying horse training retirement, mate? Keeping busy enough? Yeah, keeping busy enough. Do a little bit of manual to help out in the mornings, and uh, got a, I've got a tea booking this afternoon, which will... Um, <laughs> I know, it's a passion of yours, is he? So, uh, straight across the road for a bit of golf with Arvo. Hey, stick oh, I don't know if it's a passion. Sorry, sorry, I don't know if it's a passion, mate. I'm pretty frustrated with it. Just quickly, what, how are you, how you teeing it off, mate? Are you playing well? 
Uh, yeah, okay, but uh, like we are, um, when we're not pros, we can't get all facets of our game working at the one day. So, yeah, it's, you're right, it's very, very frustrating, but we still get out there again. Stick over that audio, um, geez, that brought back memories for me, but you must get asked about it when um, when she was you know, a household name. Do you, did you feel it, her connection to the public back then? Oh, definitely. Yeah, she was um, uh, sort of around that cusp of 99, 2000, 2001. She was like the headline horse, um, both in Australia and New Zealand. And it came to a stage where most of her races were in Australia. So they sort of they sort of took her as one of their own. And, and um, it was uh, probably uh, the earliest start of the internet days. So there was always a lot of publicity around her. Um <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't just a race day part. It was, you know, interviews pretty pretty much full on in those days. Well, when did you realise she was well above average? When did you, when did the planning for the Cox Plate come into fruition? Yeah, oh, she yeah she hit the ground running pretty early. She won her first uh, I think first eight starts, um, but it was just a strength at that stage that she lacked uh, to take on the real big guns. So um, we. She won a race as a three-year-old filly at Mooney Valley over the Cox Plate distance, won that pretty easily. So at that stage, we thought, OK, we'll, we'll have a shot at the Cox Plate. But um, the Cox Plate itself is a different ball game. You're running against mature old horses that uh, really give you no peace at all. So it was a bit of, um, uh, didn't, you know, we weren't 100% confident she could run a strong 2,040 metres uh, at, at a track like the Valley until we actually got to, to the First Cox played in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, and just talk about that race, uh, Sticker. You know, why is it such an elite an elite test for the best horses? Well, I think part of the part of it is the uh, configuration of the track. Most big tracks, like a, say a Flemington, or where they run the Melbourne Cup, or a um, or a Randwick, or an Ellerslie, or a Trentham, most of the um, big races or any race, the sprint doesn't really start till about the last sort of 400 metres, whereas at Moody Valley, uh, they start really cracking along for probably the last 800 metres, and they're really sprinting at their top for 600, so it's a long, sustained sprint, and that's why, um, you know, it's sort of make or break by the corner, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's quite a short straight, but a lot of the work is done between uh, sort of the 800 and the 400 and they're also running up uh, slightly uphill as well so it's a really good test and that's why I think the honour roll for the Cox Plate um, is probably one of the best in the world. If you're going to have any chance Stephen do you think you have to be in the first few around the bend if you want to win it? I would say most times yes you do get the old horse come from a little bit further back but um, you've got to be extremely fit and very very strong so to maintain that uh, that final gallop to the line so you know you're talking about running against uh, normally the the most elite horses in the country at that stage um so there's there's no real give up in, in any of those top horses they just keep running so um you want to be pretty much mobile by the time you hit that final straight Righto, Sticko, this is what everyone wants to hear. You're an astute analysis of the, the horses running around at the moment. We've got some really good ones in the Cox Plate tomorrow. Who do you think has the attributes to win this race apart from Animo? Well, 
I think you have to keep. I, they tell me you're keeping a good weather watch on uh, Melbourne tonight and tomorrow, <laughs> Kenny. But um, there's a lot of there's significant rain coming. I think due tonight and tomorrow, and they're running at Mooney Valley tonight as well. So by the time they get to the Cox Plate tomorrow, there, there's uh, I think there'll be 16 races run on the track before they get to the Cox Plate. So it'll be interesting if it really cuts up and it's wet. Uh, I think it brings a few others into play, but I'm really liking the Chris Waller import, Al Bodigan. Um, really like his form profile. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think overall his record is stronger than State Arrest, who beat Animo last year. And I'll also, I think if there is uh, quite a bit of rain, um, Mr. Brightside comes into the race as well. Yes. Oh, yes. the boy. Hey, hey Sticko, you haven't been, you haven't set up a WhatsApp group with the lads because that's exactly what they've said. Good work. Good work. <laughs> no, I haven't no, yet, actually. That, that's but, actually, that's super I, concerning I for Sticks. He's thinking, oh, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll rejig my bet before tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, I'll give you some uh, some positive from it, mate. I haven't backed it, and I stop everything. I seem to stop most horses. So I'll stay off it for you, Sticko. Hey, Sticko. Mate, they, they talk about trainers just really having a, a genuine connection with these amazing animals. It, like, talk to us about your experience with Sunline. Not only Sunline, you had Mufasa. You've had some fantastic horses over. What, what does it take? What does it involve? To uh, to train these special horses and in, in behind the scenes, some detail that you've learnt over many years training some champions. Well, I think to put it in a in a nutshell, you just you, you want to keep out of their way a little bit. The good ones, um, you know, your job is to get them fit and keep them happy and and don't interfere with them too much. You've either got that ability or they haven't. At the end of the day. Um, Probably not over race them too much. Just keep them nice and happy, and uh, I guess not over train them. But you know they uh, they pick up the pieces themselves. You can you can quite often go into a, a big race a little bit on the fresher side, and possibly a little bit underdone, and they'll they'll take care of the rest. So uh, I think it's all about keeping them happy and not interfering with the ability that they've got. Sticks, you'll be the perfect person to ask because you don't actually have any owners to appease at the moment. Um, <laughs> as a trainer who has won multiple, multiple, multiple group ones and trained champions, what do you want from an owner? Do you just want hands off, pay your bills, or do you want them to tell you how to train your horse? Oh, no. Yes. I think, oh, geez. That's, that's throwing under the bus material, this one. But... Uh, Oh, no, I think there's a lot of owners that are very good, uh, uh, like, form analysis people, or uh, I think I think the training, the day-to-day training is best left to the trainer. Um, but I certainly don't mind if the owner wants an input in, you know, how the jockey possibly should ride the horse, or um, a lot of people these days do the speed maps and work out the form themselves. So I, I think there's a lot more interaction with the owners um, and and trainers nowadays with the horses going forward. But I think, by and large, the, the owners are pretty happy to leave the trainer to the, the actual day-to-day training of the horses. Hey, Sticko, um, it would easy picking a $2 shot, but there must be a horse running around here in New Zealand that you're keeping an eye on at good odds. What's its name, and when does it run? <laughs> um, I think uh, one of the guys, uh, one of the horses from the guys here, it's, it's running in... 
a week or two. It's called Master Brutus. I think it's one to follow. Um, was just beaten in its first start uh, about 10 days ago at Avondale. So keep following that horse and you'll get uh, well rewarded, I think. Beautiful. Well, one horse I've just seen that's uh, on your cards as well is Hasbro. I've backed it a few times. What's next for Hasbro? Yeah, well, I, I originally trained him. Uh, he's now in yep. Brisbane. He runs tomorrow, actually, yep. at, uh, mm. uh, I'm not sure if they're at uh, Eagle Farm or Durban tomorrow, but he's he's up to a mile tomorrow, which will definitely suit him. Uh, so I'd keep following him as well. Awesome, Sticks. And, and just one last one for me. What are we going to do with Dynastic tomorrow? Are we just we have to watch him go around, don't we? Uh, yeah, I think um, Tirapa, better track again for him tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I, I think keep following him. That run was just too bad to be true the other day. That's, that's not the form that he represents. So I, I think there was only a, a, a glitch in his, um, in his record. So, yeah, I... I'd go back to the well again tomorrow. If he if he runs poorly again tomorrow, well, he he may have some issue that arises from that. But no, he's, he's still got a horse to uh, to ditch on one run. Beautiful, Steve. Well, we'll let you go, mate. Appreciate you coming on and sharing your insights of the Great One Sunline. Big day at the race course tomorrow. Mooney Valley, the Cox Plate doesn't get any bigger. Just one little bit of advice, mate, for you going forward to your tea time. Swing easy, my friend. Just swing easy, okay. <laughs> So they tell me it's hard to put out into reality once you get out there. <laughs> it is, mate. Trust me, 47 over. You can't be any worse than that, brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Summer is here, guys. Maybe not literally as far as the calendar and the seasons read, but I'll tell you how I know. The domestic cricket season has started. The local parks are filling up with great cricketers, and this week in the T20 World Cup lights up. Tomorrow night, live on SCNZ from 7.30, the Black Caps will look to prove their doubters wrong with a win over Australia in their T20 World Cup opener. It would be a statement performance we'd all love to see, including currently injured Black Caps gun bowler Kyle Jameson, who's been good enough to join us for a yarn on this fine Friday morning. G'day, KJ. How's it going, mate? Morning, guys. How you going? Pretty good, mate. We're going really well. Love a Friday on ECNZ. Uh, mate, quickly, where are you at at the moment with your back? What's the past few months been like for yourself, KJ? Uh, yeah, all good. Yeah, just, um, uh, just taking a hiatus, obviously. Um, I guess, as a, yeah, as a fastball, your back's kind of quite important, so um, it's been a bit of a gradual <laughs> process, but it's been um, been quite a good approach with, um, yeah, with Steady and all the staff around, just making sure we come back in a, um, in a sustainable way, so um, not trying to rush things, and just make sure we get it right. Hey, Cole, how, how's your body changed over the past few years as, you, as the demand and the workloads increased? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I think you've probably seen a lot, um, lot of time, I guess, in the gym and running and that sort of stuff to make sure you can sort of handle, um, you know, handle whatever comes here, whether it's five days of cricket or whether it's four overs in the T20. So um, I suppose from that sense, you're probably a little bit more resilient from that stuff, but obviously it doesn't um, sort of guarantee, um, you know, nothing happens with injuries. So, uh, yeah. Mate, cricket is pretty uh, time-consuming. You have a lot of time travelling, uh, a lot of time on your feet. So this time away would have no doubt been uh, been great for yourself. So what have you been doing outside of the cricket cricket pitch? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's certainly um, certainly been nice to sleep in your own bed. I haven't, um, haven't had that for a, I guess a, it's a, um, an extended run for a wee while. So that's been good. But no, it's been good. Just, I mean, yeah, just been hanging out with mates and just I guess that um, you know, family and that sort of thing. Just that consistency around um you know i guess that 
social side of life has been good to kind of tap back into that sort of thing. Mate, will you get some um, some local cricket in? What's your return to schedule of play look like? Uh, hopefully. Um, not too sure at the moment what our schedule is. That's what sort of been good with steady and stuff around, not trying to put a date on it and stuff. But, um, you know, obviously part of that return to play will be, um, you know, hopefully some lower-level stuff and into, um, into um, domestic cricket. So, yeah, we haven't um, had a date in mind as of yet, but uh, hopefully hopefully not too far away. Well, you, you obviously a big Big day tomorrow for, for our Black Caps over in Australia, T20. You've obviously keeping one eye on the lads and seeing how they're tracking at the moment. What are what are your expectations? What do you think tomorrow looks like in terms of the Black Caps? How do they attack uh, Australia in their own backyard? Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute humdung of a tournament. I think um, you know, everybody's seen through the qualifying um, games. Everyone can beat everyone on, on their day. I think that's the beauty of T20 cricket is just sort of, um, sort of evens everything up, but yeah, certainly back in the boys tomorrow. It's um, obviously played them in the, in the last month or so um, into Monday cricket, but you know, T20 different format again. So um, yeah, I'm sure they'll sure they'll come out very um, technically smart and um, you know and play with that freedom and um, look look to take them on on the big stage. Yeah, dead right. A T20 World Cup in Australia. It's a pretty special event, Kyle. But what makes the conditions and the plane there so special? Oh, I think it's obviously like as a Kiwi, you've grown up watching, um, you know, the Aussie summer of cricket. So a lot of history there for, you know, for Kiwis especially, um, you know, over Aussie. But it's just big stadiums. Everything's just on a grander scale, really. You know, we're sort of used to sort of five thousand, you know, five to eight thousand people sort of watching around the grounds in New Zealand for the most part, and then you sort of go over there and there's, you know, forty, fifty, um, you get an MCG is sort of ninety thousand people potentially. So um, everything's, I guess, on a bigger scale and um, bigger bows, you know. Um, which is nice for the bowlers and um, and some pretty true pitches for the batters as well. Speaking of bowlers, mate, one thing you you, you really get an inkling of is when you head to Australia, you know the pitches are going to be hard and fast. So how does Milne <laughs> and Lockie Ferguson uh, attack these these bowling wickets? Like As a fellow fast bowler, what sort of lines, what sort of uh, game plan would you be taking to these Australian wickets? Well, I reckon those boys are just going to run in and just bang the pitch and bowl as quick as they can. I think that's probably the, probably the smartest way to go about it. They've got some pretty big boundaries there, so you sort of get some um, get some leeway as well if guys sort of miss hit it, whereas you sort of do that in New Zealand, they can sort of still fly over the rope. So, um, yeah, that's what I'd be expecting from them. But, yeah, obviously two two quality guys, so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how they go. And what about batsmen, nice. mate? What about batsmen? Who who puts the fear into you? And who can we look at uh, probably hitting some decent runs in this tournament? Who puts some fear into me? Probably uh, <laughs> on the end, Tim and Trent. They put some fear into me because you don't want to be on the uh, on the back of them hitting you. But um, oh, I think obviously up the top, you look at sort of Finn Allen and um, you know and Devin Conway. Those guys have um, you know I guess go about it in slightly different ways, but. Uh, Two, you know, two pretty good batters, and um, you know, have done it, I guess, domestically for Wellington. So, looking forward to them having a crack, and obviously Kane as well. So, um, I think we're, you know, we're pretty fortunate to have a pretty, pretty long batting order. So, um, hopefully, things go well. Yeah, we're hoping, mate. We're hoping. Obviously, backs against the wall mentality from our Black Cats probably un, well, charted territory for them as of late. Uh, you know, a bit of apprehensive apprehension from our fellow fans around New Zealand, but we're hoping they go over and uh, play some quality cricket and get the job done. Just quickly, after seeing what Baz has done with the English team, 
random question. Do you think he'd be a good option for the next British Prime Minister? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he'd be a good uh, a good person in in, um, in any role that he'd take on. So, um, seeing with the rate of British politics, it might not be a bad shot. <laughs> yeah, they're in all sorts over there. And, and just quickly before we let you go, um, Cole, I know, mate, you, you flew into, well, into everyone's TVs. You know, everyone, you're a big name in, in New Zealand now. You come out of nowhere. Let's, let's be completely honest. What's something that you've learnt over your time from when you hit the ground running to now that you, you've taken big lessons from? Uh, yeah, that's quite a good question. I think you're just trying to stay measured, I guess, because I guess, you know, like you said, everything kind of happened quite quickly and probably, um, yeah, probably a lot faster than I would have, um, you would have imagined. So just trying to stay measured and I guess how to balance, um, balance that preparation and making sure you're just staying consistent and that sort of stuff regardless of the results. So, um, yeah, so I had to learn that on the fly a little bit, but yeah, it's been good. Beautiful, Cole, mate. We look forward to seeing you out there terrorising fellow batsmen here and abroad, mate. You're an absolute champion. Go well. And uh, how'd that barbecue end up on Sunday, mate? You nail it? <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. No thanks to you. But uh, thanks for taking me out with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for holding the fort down. That was a long day. I was like, oh, I'm out of here. Cheers, Cole. You hold that barbecue down, brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Have a good one. Yeah, you are the best, mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I, look, Izzy and Carl were on barbecue duties, and I was like, mate, I'll just get in your way, eh? You'll be right, eh? And he's like, hey. I was like, I'm going to shoot off. <laughs> so I left Carl there, and he, he cooked the barbecue. Appreciate it, mate. Good to see him in, in fine form, and uh, yeah, can't wait to see him getting back out there. He's did a you big, see, big loss. But... Did you see that Stephen Adams um, clip where he grabbed the towel off the junior and gave it to one of the players? Uh, yesterday in in their game, it's yeah. like, it's like that. Yeah. You just called the seniority. You've just handed in the spatula and said, "You cook, I'm going." <laughs> I felt fair. No, it's not like that, Kimby. I just Kyle Kyle said to me, he's like, "Look, I brought the boys here, so I have to stay the whole time." And I'm like, "Sweet, I bought my own truck, so I don't have to stay the whole time." So you go on the barbecue, and I'm going to shoot off. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, you're too you're too you're too sharp for them, is he? Well done. And it'd be great to see him back out there bowling heat as well. Good good of uh, NZC to let Kyle. I'll come on for a yarn there. Seven and a half away from eight. Oh, we're talking all things sport. And Kempi, I love it when Kempi gets his giggles on. Keep that energy coming, Kempi. You love it when I just squeeze that oh, it's a highlight. credit in, don't you? It's a highlight. It has been, mate. But like I said, that was your third one of the week. So that's a no more. You won't have a day like that again. Have you been counting? I have. I have. I keep a count during the week. I just like it, mate. Well done. You oh, keep me giggling. It won't. I've got one second to get Kubota. Together we're shaping a building museum. <laughs> but we love Kubota and we appreciate them having, having them, their support on our show. And uh, I'll try and give myself a little bit more time for Three that seconds. One. Three seconds I've worked Three. it out. <laughs> Three seconds, Kempi? All yeah. right, next one you can do it, Kempi. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> I'll just give it, a, hey, I'll give it a 20 seconds and just let the music play out. Hey, Monday, because we're here Monday, and uh, we're, we're doing the four-hour show, so yeah. Kempi will split it in halves, eh? We'll do, okay. one, we'll do a couple each. All right. I'll there we go. <laughs> Tony Kemp and myself keep yeah, all just trying to get Monday. me back. Here I was worried about my six-and-a-half-hour show on Saturday with Sticko and Clayton. You guys are doing four hours on Monday. 
Yeah, four hours, that's what we do for the people. We'll be reflecting on Saturday, no doubt, in the league. There's plenty of sport going on. You've got the NPC final. You've got the Black Ferns taking on Scotland. They named their side yesterday. So plenty of sport and racing to reflect on, and we're looking forward to it Monday. But a couple of messages here, lads, regarding Choices Flooring Poll. You can still head over and have a um, have a vote on the SCNZ app. Is the Kempe, you get the Choices Flooring Poll. The greatest Cox Plate win of all time, you got Kingston Town, you got Winks, you've got Sunline, and you've got Bone Crusher, and that fantastic win, defeating Waverly Star, our Waverly Star, how good. Anyway, message from Cam Sunline for me, lads, just Lonro Northerly, those horses were champs. Winks, unreal, but the horse behind it didn't seem to be champs. That is from Cam. And then Paddy coming through. Winks on the outside. Bowman hasn't moved. The Valley is rocking and Worlds is knocking. Winks goes to the front with 200 to go. The Great Mare completes the great trilogy of the turf. Winks has won the Cox Plate. Shivers from Paddy. How good. And this one from Roy. Yes, Roy, I'm, I'm on the same page as you, mate. I don't know anything about horse racing, but it's been a quick education listening to you fine folk over the last year or so. But I can't go past that magic commentary for Winks into equine immortality. Fabulous stuff. And just one more oh, from JD. That's, Guys. that's equine utopia for Winks there, Roy, but close. Just Equine utopia. Yeah, nearly. Yeah. <laughs> And another one here, another one here from JD. Guys, lucky enough to be into a couple of Cox plates, including Sunline's first one. How good's that? Which is the only time I've shed a tear on a race course. But my favourite is Martin Powell's win. The aftermath when Nick Moriatis walks the home straight, hugging punters on the rail is utter bedlam. And at one stage, a reporter asks him, "What are you going to do with the prize money?" He replies. If the prize money. Cheers, JD. <laughs> if the prize money. I've got the Cox plate and I'm the man. How good is that? Appreciate those messages coming through. There's plenty more to get through. But right now, we've got to remember, Rugby League World Cup is on. The Kiwis named their side to take on Jamaica. And earlier on this morning, we caught up with a debutant, Scott Sorensen, the famous legacy that Sorensen's have forged in the, uh, in the black jersey, the Kiwis. Well, Scott's going to make his debut off the bench. And we caught up with him earlier. Here he is. S-E-N-Z. It's a name that is synonymous with rugby league and the black jumper in this weekend when the Kiwis run out to face Jamaica at Hull. The next era of Sorensen's begins. How good. Scott Sorensen has had a couple of years and it'd be hard to believe a two-time NRL Premiership player with the Penrith Panthers scoring a try in the latest grand final triumph and now we become the fifth, yes, that's right, the fifth member of his storied family to represent New Zealand. Scott is with us on the line now. Kia ora, mate. How's things? Hey, boys. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah, really good. Thank you. Exciting time. Yeah, congratulations, yeah. Scotty, on making your debut. Um, everything going well for you boys up there? Good good first hit out. You happy with that? Yeah, things are going uh, really well. Um, obviously settled right in now and, uh, based in York, um, down down now at Hull. First in, um, obviously, as you touched on, versus Jamaica on Saturday. Uh, yeah, look, um, you know, there were things, obviously, uh, you know, we want to improve on and get better better at um, after facing Lebanon on the weekend. Um, you know, we did come up with a, a sort of a pretty strong performance, but we know we can be, be a lot better than that. Yeah, Scotty, as you hear, mate, appreciate you coming on. Congratulations on making your, your debut and uh, continuing that Sorensen legacy in the Black Jumper, mate. What was that moment like, getting the word to be able to start your uh, game and your debut? 
Yeah, oh, look, mate, yeah, it, you know, extremely exciting. Um, obviously very humbling. It's sort of surreal in a moment too because, you know, growing up as a kid, um, you know, all I, all I heard was just obviously my granddad and, and, and co- uh, cousin Dan and Kurt and granddad Bill, um, you know, representing New Zealand. And, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it's just, yeah, an amazing, amazing feeling. And um, I'm very humbled and um, extremely excited for this opportunity, um, especially being with, you know, the side that we have. Um, yeah, very excited, mate. Can't wait. Mate, what a lineage. Just to, just to let you know, your granddad picked me in my first Kiwi team and uh, I got to play with your uncle Kurt and, and Dane and Kurt were my favourite players when they ran around for Cronulla. So, mate, to, to, to talk to you on the phone, it's pretty humbling for me too to, to remember um, those all those past players, and especially your grandfather, was great too. Um, have you had a phone call from them, mate? Has, has uncle Kurt been on the phone giving you some advice? Oh, thank you very much, Matt. It's really nice to to say. Uh, yeah, look, just haven't been on my phone just yet. So the, the news has just sort of come out that I'll be uh, debuting this weekend. But um, in terms of, like, you know, during the season and, um, you know, obviously leading into the grand final, you know, they always wish their best and uh, wish me all the, all, all the luck in the world and to go hard. Uh, they're quite, you know, <laughs> extremely humble um, characters, to be honest. Um, you know, like, uh, asking them their advice and that sort of stuff. They're just more, you know, you do you, bro, and, um, you know, the rest will <laughs> take care of itself. But, you know, I'm sure they'll be extremely proud and, um, you know, excited to watch the game as well. Nice. Talk to us about your time as a footy player and when it really clicked for you because it seems like the last couple of years have been massive. But when did it start putting it all together, do you feel? Uh, or in terms of myself, sorry? Yeah, in, in your own career, in your own journey. When did it all click? Yeah. Oh, look, mate, I'll have to be honest. Um, I definitely have to sort of give all credit to, to the Penrith Panthers, mate. Um, you know, falling into their system out there um, at Penrith, um, I, re- I truly believe if I'm not, you know, if I'm not there in that system, um, I, re- I really feel like this opportunity doesn't come um, with the New Zealand team. So, um, mate, yeah, I just feel like once once I got given an opportunity there and feeling such an amazing culture and such an amazing team, um, you know, I guess it started to take off and I'm extremely, extremely blessed, mate, and extremely grateful that I got given that opportunity there at Penrith and, um, and now I'm, you know, lucky enough to be presented a Kiwi jersey. So, um, yeah, I'd have to say that for sure, mate. And, um, yeah, just really enjoying my time as a rugby league player at the moment. Yeah, mate, it's one of the proudest moments of my life receiving that black jersey, mate, to look after. And just talking a little bit about culture, um, Scotty, and you've been in that winning culture at Penrith. Can you feel that culture building or that similar feeling within the Kiwi camp? Do the Kiwi boys have that? Do you think that they can carry it through this World Cup? Yeah, definitely, 100%, mate. Um, when, I, when I got uh, called in into uh, to, um, the Kiwi squad, um, you know, we, we the grand final uh, players uh, got taken over just a, just about uh, seven or eight days after the main squad headed across. Um, you know, we came straight in and um, we just felt straight away this uh, connection amongst the group and, um, you know, excited and, and just everyone so uh, on the same page and striving for the same goal, which is obviously bringing the World Cup back to New Zealand. Um, so, yeah, 100%, I feel that connection. I feel that um, desire to win and um, that team camaraderie. So... Um, it's been really, really good, mate. The first few weeks, um, it's been exciting. Training's been really, really well. Um, it's great to have a hit up uh, as well against Lebanon, and, and you know, um, looking forward to doing it again this weekend and um, showing what we're about. Mate, this Kiwi side has so much expectations. The pressure's on. Everyone's watching their every single move. So, 
have you and the other Panthers lads, because you've been feeling that for the last couple of years, the legacy that you're forging, have you been leading the way at the forefront? How are you able to grapple the expectations and, and the pressure that's on the Kiwis at the moment? Oh, look, mate, yeah, look, yeah, at the end of the day, we're here to represent the Kiwis. We're here to buy into, um, obviously, Madge's system and, and um, you know, what Madge has put in place for us. Um, you know, everyone's just getting on the same page, um, coming up from club land. Um, you know, I guess uh, uh, James, Moses and myself have, you know, just uh, come from um, a bit of success, which is nice. But, um, you know, if we can help out in, in any way or, you know, uh, give little little bits of advice with, I guess, dealing with the way we want to play or the way, um, you know, we want to win, um, we're, we're all for it. And we're all for success and we're all for winning. And, um, you know, that's the exact goal we want. We want to strive to win and we want to strive and we will... Um, you know, put our, give ourselves the best opportunity uh, to bring to bring the cup home. So, mate, just embracing it all um, and really enjoying it and looking forward to what's ahead. Hey, Scotty, just a little bit about the game. How are you guys adapting to the to the English grounds and the I guess the, the closeness of the crowd? Um, be a few of you's first time up there playing the kicking game, the short end goals. You've been talking a lot about that. Yeah, we have we have touched on it a little bit. Um, you know, matches uh, sort of tipped us up with, with a few things here and there. Um, you know, obviously with the field differences, the in goals, that sort of stuff. So, um, you're just, just working on a few things. Um, I can understand why, why a lot of players back into their, their careers come over here. The grass is that soft. It's that good. It must be good on the joints. Um, you can understand that. But, um, no, it's, yeah, no, look, mate, yeah, look, there's, there's, there are slight differences, definitely. Um, so just sort of looking into them and, and just sort of throwing it up a, amongst the group and everyone just sort of giving their opinion on what might work or what might not work or... Um, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, just um, take it in our stride as we go. Mate, well, you're facing a wounded Jamaican side. Not much known about them. They were coming off a, a heavy defeat against Ireland. So for yourselves, what's been the main area of focus this week? What has Madge yeah. been working on and really pinpointing to really now this weekend? Yeah, uh, look, to be completely honest, um, you know, I can understand you just touched on Jamaica, but um, for us, it's just completely focusing on us and, and the way we want to play, yeah. the way we want to um, attack, the way we want to defend. I feel like um, maybe last week we'll kind of, um, you know, sort of, I guess, our focus is might not have been in necessarily the right areas, but, um, you yeah, just completely this week, you know, there was a few things, you know, us boys coming in late and that sort of stuff and, and getting a little bit of co- cohesion and connection, um, and I feel like, this week is just completely um, focusing on us and the way we want to play and the way we want to improve, um, which is really exciting. And um, everyone's really keen to gear up and, and go this weekend, mate. Yeah, beautiful, Scotty. Hey, um, congratulations again from Izzy and Kempe down here on the SNZ Breakfast. Uh, and all of Aotearoa, mate, all the boys that have gone before you wearing that beautiful get black up. jersey. That's right, get yeah. up. That's right, get out there and, and uh, take it to Jamaica, but also take it to them for the rest of the tournament. Best of luck. Give all the boys our best, and thanks for joining us on the SENZ Breakfast this morning. Uh, too good. Thank you very much for the time, boys. I really appreciate it. SENZ. What a bloke. What a lovely dude. What a lineage. Absolute champ. What a lineage. Yeah, yeah man, he's a good... He Obviously, very articulate. Um, the questions and the answers were... Mate, he he knows what he's talking about. Great, great bloke to have coming off the bench. Like he's hit the hit the scene um, last year, coming off the bench for Penrith and picked up two rings. Mate, experience going in the World Cup. Uh, I can see him holding down one of those spots on the bench, definitely. He was a champ, mate. Honestly, very obviously a big name. Sorensen family, five times 
representation of the Kiwis. I think the one thing I talk about that he spoke about is cohesion. Cohesion is a is a big word, and it's been thrown around with teams and, and the environment, the culture, everyone getting those combinations right. And probably the bigger mission, Kempi, I touched on it earlier with you before the show, is Jerome Hughes. Mm. Um, you know, are you a little bit worried there? Is he going to be underdone? Can he just fit seamlessly into that Kiwis fold? Well, well, the same thing could be said about Nathan Cleary, isn't it? Because he probably had about the same amount of time off when he got suspended uh, going into the back end of the year. He had five weeks off and then hit the hit the finals running, mate. You know, so um, I don't know how bad that qu- that quad tear is. You know, obviously, it's bad because I've left him out two weeks in a row. He hasn't played for four weeks, so you're talking seven weeks before a game if he runs in um, next week. Uh, in that in that last match, and yeah, against Ireland, can 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 one game be enough for him before they hit the semis? Mate, he's the, for me, he's the key. If if they don't get Jerome Hughes out there, I think their job has then become so much harder. Does does Madge retain the confidence to be able to allow him to fit seamlessly in there? You've got Kieran Foran obviously taking the reins at the moment. You have got Marshall King on the bench that can fulfil that role. Jerome Hughes, he's got a quad TM, all right. Yeah, he's got a bit of a yeah. I guess it's the severity of it. Like the, you know what they do, they grade him and that. But when you come, when you can't come back after a week, um, uh, he will be wrapping him up in in cotton wool. This just show, goes to show yeah. you the the thinking of Madge McGuire that he doesn't want to lose his his number one halfback. I think he fits in seamlessly. As I think with uh, Brendan Smith from Melbourne, you know he's got that linkage through the spine there. Joey Money, they played the mid year and they played really well together. Um, but he's a step he's a step ahead of everyone else in that spine and, and runs it, and that's what they miss. I don't think Karen Foran can do that, and we saw that in the first game. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.